0: just people and welcome back to another episode of What is this feeling a podcast where i talk about everything gay theater drag spirituality and sex my name is Piotr and i am a pisces and this week we're going to talk about time overtime having a good time time off the right time we're going to talk about it all now in what is this feeling yeah Ooh. time 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 i I have used to feel, I, I've always felt so bad on being late. So not being on time if that was for work or even like meeting up with a friend. I always get so kind of anxious. I think also because I was afraid that the other people would be angry at me and I yeah couldn't really deal with that. But now I can. Now I'm like, I don't give a boop. And um, yeah, I'm a bit more relaxed with that. So, thank you, body. (laughs) Um, But when I was younger, I did really enjoy a bit of time management. So, for example, when I had a test in school, uh, high school, secondary school, for example, you got an hour to do this test. And I would, if we had 10 questions, I would think, okay, I'm going to do the first five in the first half hour, and then the next half an hour, and then the next five in the next half an hour. So I can plan it a little bit so I am I can be finished on time and I I I, in a weird kind of way I enjoyed that no well going to the now last night I woke up in the middle of the night and I thought I heard my boyfriend close the bathroom window and I was okay he's he's in the bathroom and then I heard him next to me and I was like oh I just must have just heard it wrong and then I heard some like creaking off the floor outside our bedroom door and i think because i already had like some not very nice dreams and we watched a hitchcock film an old school hitchcock film strangers on a train which was really good and i just got i just got um i got scared i got scared and oh yeah and it was in the middle of the night so going back to the the point of the story it was in the middle of the night it was a bit getting a bit light But I didn't know what time it was and I didn't want to look at the time because I felt I would have made a judgment on that. If it was a certain amount of a certain time I would think oh I need to get up soon so hopefully I can get to bed again or oh it's quite late hopefully I can get to bed oh hopefully I get enough sleep. So I didn't want to look at the time because I would get more relaxed by it than for when I would look at the time and make a judgment out of it. Oh yeah, I am reading a book. I'm very proud of reading books. I think when I read Patti LuPone's memoir, that literally kicked me off into a book-reading fabulous person. Um, I am reading a book from Matt Haig, and it's called <clears throat> How to Stop Time. It's a story about a guy who is very old, as in... Hundreds and hundreds of years old, but he still looks um, quite young. So his life—not that it's not that it's meaningless—but he is trying to find his purpose, and you know he has been through centuries and centuries. So the whole kind of time frame of of being alive and um, achieving things in life—it makes everything, you know, um, almost in line. Because I think, oh, I want to achieve things in life, I want to set goals, and sometimes I find it hard to do them, and I procrastinate, and I leave them, and then time gets over it, and then nothing happens. So, reading that book really um, balances me out again, balanced me out again, in getting rid of kind of the noise of what time is, and just to be like, oh yeah, now it's the time to do this, and now it's the time to do this, because... It is time, and we don't have forever to do whatever we want. At one point it will stop, and it will be a shame to not have enjoyed it or, like, have done amazing things in the time that we have here on this amazing planet. Yeah. My pulse is rushing. My head is reeling. My face is flashing. What is this show? So, one time I remember I did a uh, show in school, and... It was part of a class that wasn't really a theater class or a music class and we had to just perform little acts and one of our acts was me and a friend of mine and another friend of mine my good friend of mine was loved designing things and she wanted to make I think two costumes and the whole storyline of our act was that we went on stage I was a wizard I was a wizard with, I don't know where we got the costume, but I had like a big robe and like a hat. And the stick was that we talked to these two people and the two classmates of mine would bring them backstage and transform them into new people with new costumes. And during that time, they were off stage. I was still on stage being a wizard and I would just talk. I would just talk nonsense, I would improvise, I would talk to the audience, and talk about everything, everything and nothing, and at one point, I would, like, hear then come on the stage again, which was then my point to be like, oh, I've talked enough, but I remember timing it when I was at home, and I think I prepped, like, a minute of talk or something, so if it came over a minute, I was a bit like, oh. but that was, like, a proper kind of time management, improv, I need to fill the time uh, on stage, yeah. When you are getting in a show and you get from the rehearsal room into the theater, a lot of things come together. Costumes come together, the set, the lights, the staging, everything. So you will get into a period of day or a couple of days that is called the tech and it takes ages. It takes ages. When there's different light plans during a song, so for, for example during an ensemble song that we had during Shrek, when we come on as the fairy tale Creatures, that was the first setting of lights, so then the director says okay do this line, so we say the line and then we hear stop and then stay there and then they change the lights. So for a scene that would be hmm, about three minutes you would be on stage for an hour waiting for people to sort out all the lights and stuff and then you go to the next bit and it's a really like stop and go kind of thing and it's it's, it's it takes such a long time now when we had the first kind of run through in costumes i want to do as Perfect and quick and amazing as possible. So we, in the first 20 minutes, li- we literally trained for time. So I was a farmer, changed into a fairy tale creature, changed into a guard, and then changed into Dewlock, One of the people, if you can call them people, um, from Dewlock. That was literally in the first 20 to 25 minutes. It was literally on stage, off stage, boo, 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 boo. Now, during that first costume run, I was quickly getting into my piggy costume and the other two pickies were like relax we're not going to make it we're not going to make it in time of the song we're not going to make it in time when that scene finishes and we were supposed to get on stage and i was like no we need to get it we need to do it and they were like no relax they will they will make time for us and glad they said that because other even though it was still already kind of a quite Quick kind of change for what we had to do but it would have been even quicker if we wouldn't just waited and relaxed while dressing up if that makes sense so we just took our time and then the director was like oh the ensemble need more time to change so we got about 10 more seconds to change which really helped out, which really helped out. So I'm very thankful for um, them to have done that. Now, the longest time I have waited for an audition was for an audition for Juice Christ Superstar at uh, Regent's Park uh, Air Theater, o- open air, Regent's Park Open Air Theater. And it was an open call I haven't done a lot of open calls, but uh, when I saw that audition, I was like, ooh, I'm, I'm interested. I always want to do production at Regent's Park. And it started at nine. The, um The gates were open at nine. So we would queue up at about 8.30, quarter past eight. And it was already a massive queue. This was on a Sunday. Oh no, this was on a Monday. And I was working at Matilda at the time. We have shows on from Tuesday till Sunday. So on my day off, Monday morning, very early there, we get inside. I think there were 250, 300 people in the queue and only the first like 150 people got in and got registered. So we registered ourselves and I had number 100 and something. So I knew if you would give... ...one minute per person... ...I would definitely have to wait... ...about two hours... ...but no... ...I've waited till five o'clock... ...to sing... ...so I was in Regent's Park... ...from... nine to five... ...just waiting around... ...with a couple of other colleagues... ...literally waiting around... ...from nine to five... ...not knowing... ...who was on when... ...and... ...when I got into the room... ...I sang 16 bars... ...no talk literally just sixing bars, singing, and I never heard back from them. That was the longest wait for an audition. Now, the longest audition itself, I auditioned for a a TV show called Sunday Night Fever, which was the search for Tony Monero in Saturday Night Fever. I had um, a pre... Before the first audition day, which was... The first show on TV, first episode on TV, I had a little audition for the production, and then I was invited for the hundred, for the one hundred guys who auditioned for Sunday Night Fever, and it was at nine o'clock in Amsterdam. It was a production. It was a it, it was a proper. Everything was filmed, so we literally filmed all the hundred guys coming into the to the building site where they will run the auditions, and they had different rounds. So we had a first dance call, which was 100 guys and 50 would um, be kept, which was a two hour dance audition. It was really long. Then we would have an obstacle course. Yes, an obstacle course where we had to do push-ups and everything while singing. She's a maniac, maniac on the floor which I found really cool. And and then from the 50 people, I think 25 stayed. I can't remember. And then we had to sing and do a choreography in front of the judges again. And then the last 18 would remain and stay on to do workshops. I was there the whole day. I stayed until the last 18. I got till the last 18. And that audition day was from 9 in the morning till 12 at night. It was crazy. I didn't expect it to be so long. And that was, my, that was my longest audition. From 9 in the morning till 12 at night. And then it was on television, which was crazy. I, literally, I think I literally performed on adrenaline and just like, I have to perform this. There are tons of cameras here. There's a massive production behind this. And I'm just auditioning. I'm just singing and it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be be shown on television. It's crazy. Welcome to the Zen garden. Let me tell you a little secret. There is no time. Time doesn't exist. <laughs> so time is linear. Time is from A to B. Time is a structure. It's what we have in this 3D world. Which, which makes things rational, which um, literally aligns us with certain feelings, emotions, whatever. So, for example, um, something happens to me. I, for, for example, I hit my toe and it hurts for about half a minute or something. And I can think, oh, I will get a bruise tomorrow or this will at least take two days to heal, whatever then I would already set this kind of thing. Same with when I do a dance class and there's a lot of things going with your back muscles, like back bends and stuff. During that class, I can think, okay, tomorrow I'm gonna feel it. And then the day after I will still feel it. So I need to do some stretches, whatever. So you set already set the the kind of result in your timeline, or for example, something personal happens to you, you have a breakup, whatever, and you say, oh, I need, can get over it in a second, and you can get over it in a second, or you say, oh, I need five years to restore from this, and then it may be take five years to restore from this, because rationally, what choices you make mentally, if that's conscious or unconscious, that will be your truth, so if that's attached to a time, a timeline, then that's your truth, I'm sometimes really good at procrastinating and that has also to do with time. For example, if I wanted to do a drag look and I'm like, oh, I would take like two hours to paint and then I need to like shave and then do this. And then for the next couple of days, I look a bit baby face because I'm shaven and, you know, and then that whole kind of time frame of how much time would it take already turns me into like a a spiral of, of not doing it and not enjoying what I do. That's why I sometimes when I make a to-do list, I put behind the to-do thing a time, which really aligns, which really helps me because sometimes things get bigger in my head. Uh uh-huh. And if I just see, oh, it literally takes me 15 minutes, I think this will take five minutes and I'm like, oh, cool, I can, I should just do it now. And if it takes 10 minutes, then it takes 10 minutes, but I've done it. It's really nice with, um, with editing the pod, the pod, editing an episode of the podcast, because it takes about almost double the, the amount of time that I've recorded because I'm listening back to it and I'm editing all the ums and uh and uh, and sometimes, you know, I pause for like a good 20 seconds just to get my thoughts together and to keep talking again. And it takes a bit of time to edit the episode but when I do it it there's a flow and I quite enjoy it and I don't think about the time and I don't think like oh it's gonna take so long now oh and that's also a thing and it's a really cool thing and you can play around with it you can make time go faster and you can make time go slower for example if you're in the train and you think oh I've got another half an hour got another half an hour. This is going to be just going to be so long. Another half an hour. Then it's going to be a long, a long train journey. I've done it before in waiting times, times on the train, times traveling that I'm saying, oh, this is going to be really smooth and very quick. This is going to be so quick. This is going to be over like that. If you keep that in mind, it will go over like that. Because what you create is your reality. If you say, this is going to take ages. My work day from eight hours, this is going to drag. It will drag. It will drag. Try it out. Try it out. So I can be a proper Pisces, which means... Well, which means um, I've seen memes of Pisces where they say, Pisces can cut someone out of their life within a second. And I'm like... I don't do that. I'm not like that. But in my mind, yes. When I have a feeling that we don't connect, or that there is something weird happening between us, I can be very like, I don't have to see you again. I don't have to see you again. And usually, it's all in my mind because I'm not as um, I don't want to say rude, because well, yeah. I'm not going to say it in your face like, oh, I don't want to see you again because I think you're not a very nice person. I don't say that. Um, I can think that. but, But that's like a proper Pisces thing that you're like, okay, there's not a vibe. I'm done. But on the other hand, which is also a Pisces thing, I'm going to give you 100 second chances. If I didn't enjoy your company... The previous time and a certain amount of time has gone over it, I can be like, I will give you a second chance because I see the good in people and everybody is good. Our inner, our light, our source is amazing and we mean well. It's just the circumstances that make us into the persons and people that we are. So that's why I always give people second chances and But I'm also really good at when I see that person again, who I was like, oh, I don't want to see you in my life. And when I see that person again, and I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to give you a second chance. And the second they spread their energy or open their mouth, I'm like, nope, my gut, (laughs) I am trusting my gut and my gut is right. So so I can give people literally all the time, but I also can not give people anytime. And I don't have time for some people. Now, when is it the right time? The right time is for me when I follow my gut and I feel when it's the right time. Not because other people make me feel it, not because of the surroundings that I am. If you follow fear or anger, then it would be a quite a wrong time sometimes. But if you follow your gut, and you're waiting to say something to a person, say it. Now it's the right time. And you also can't control how other people react. So if you say something to a person and they react so weirdly, and you think, oh shit, it wasn't the right time. It was the right time, but they just couldn't handle it. Those people just, you know, reacted how they react. And you just don't have a control over that. And I've had to let go of situations like that because I also always felt like I wanna talk about this, but when would be the right time to talk about it? And then I just go outside my own body in trying to figure out what the right time would be for this person to hear this because then it's not about me anymore. So follow your gut, got gut, got gut. Having a good time. Have you ever been conscious of the time whilst you were having sex? I don't think I've ever did or was in a um, (laughs) location where I had a clock in front of me that I could look at whilst doing some nice things. I think I always lose track of time. I can't think of the saying again, something with like, oh, when you're having a good time, you lose track of time or something. So yeah, you always lose time. It's always like when you're having a good time, you, the time is not there. And when you are doing something physically, uh, there's no time. And you are, you are in the moment, you are, maybe not completely true. I've had it before when I thought, oh, be nice to, I was thinking about things that I wanted to do after I was like oh yeah I could have this for food then or I could have this for dinner or like oh how would the the journey home be like what trains and like what buses do I need to get (laughs) so I do have had it when I mentally got like okay I think it wouldn't be a shame if it would finish soon okay so let's talk about um being on time again now Like I said, I like being on time and I had a date once with a guy. It was the first year living in London and I was working at Matilda and we had a Sunday matinee and we would be done before six o'clock. So I had a date with a guy at six o'clock. So I walked out of the theater and I got a text message from him. Oh, it will be another 20 minutes. I was like, okay, fine. So I was walking around London just enjoying myself i was finally living living in london just going on a date with this guy um so i waited 20 minutes then he said oh i'm gonna be a bit later like half an hour later so whatever i was like oh okay fine so i went to i went to mcdonald's shocking and i had some food there i i think i even there was a period where i wanted to read all the royal dal books in english because um when i was younger i all read them in dutch so I thought, oh, it would be nice to go to a charity shop, buy a very cheap raw dial book for like a pound and then read the English version of it. So I did that. Um, and then it turned seven o'clock, which is an hour later than we were supposed to be meeting. And then it turned half seven. And I was just, I was literally just having a nice time, just walk, seeing people walk by and being in London, just being, you know, being happy happy. And, um, and at one point I was like, okay, um, I'm going to go in like 20 minutes because I, I've been waiting almost two hours now. And I was like, oh no, I will be there at eight. So when it turned eight, he showed up. And we went to the Friendly Society in Soho, which is at the end of Old Compton Street. It's a really cool bar. It was it used to be a uh, a sauna or a bathhouse or something. And it's like down the stairs. And there are Barbie dolls hanging on the ceiling. It's a really cool vibe. It's really fun. I remember it was really loud music as well. Um, but yeah, we went there. It was a nice time. It was a nice guy. It was cool. Yeah, and... When it was finished, we just went home. And I don't think I ever really, like, spoke to him again. But looking back, I waited two hours. Two hours. I I waited two hours. And at that time, I was just... I don't want to say naive. But I was just fine with being with myself and being in the place that I was. That I was like, oh, if I would have a drink with the guy, then it was just... Added on to my experience. But thinking back, you know, if you travel, you travel for like 45 minutes or something. So he was properly just at home, just doing whatever. Or at work or with someone else. I don't know. And I was just, I, di- I don't think I asked anything else. I was just very like, I will, yeah... If that would happen now and that person would be a minute late i would be like i'm going home <laughs> no but thinking back i waited two hours for that guy to show up and when he showed up we just had a drink and that was it it's crazy but yeah i quite implored myself thinking back that i just had a nice time with myself just waiting because i don't really like waiting because I feel I have waited a lot of time in my life and I'm a bit tired of waiting but it's nice that I think I had a nice time waiting (laughs) two hours two hours and on that note I'm gonna pull a card (music) I'm gonna use the same deck as last week it's a really beautiful deck from Doreen Virtue. Virtue? Virtue? Um, it's in Dutch, so let's see what pops out for us today. This card, thank you, angels, for being with me. Thank you, angels, for supporting me and my listeners. This card is for you for when this podcast comes out. Thank you, angels, for guiding us and choosing this card for our listeners. Here we go. Ooh. ooh, ooh, ooh. Good idea. It's bright. It is a Yes. Um, this card is about Archangel Uriel. And Uriel says to you, Yes, your idea is being supported spiritually. Go for it and work on your project. Work on your idea. It's like a boost. You get a massive boost. If you needed to hear it, now is the time. You are giving a go. You are giving a green light. Go for it. Do it. And you can do it. Here we go. Nice and clear. Thank you, angels. Thank you. And lovely people, thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions for me, any topics you want me to do, any juicy questions for me, please message me on What Is This Feeling Podcast on Instagram. Send me a message, send me a voice note, do whatever you like. And thank you so much for listening. Your feelings are valid. You are valid. Have an amazing week.